0: continue the series on gifts in the church Um, and right at the outset of this series we identify three categories of gifts that are given to the church. There's the ministry gifts um, which includes the fivefold ministry of evangelist, prophet, um, apostle, pastor and teacher. Um, There are other ministry gifts. Those gifts are listed for us in Ephesians chapter 4 and uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, And then there are the functional gifts, Uh, some of those gifts are listed for us in in Romans chapter 12 and also 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, And then there's the category of gifts called spiritual gifts and uh, those gifts are revealed to us again in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And in this particular series we're dealing with the spiritual gifts and we have uh, subdivided the spiritual gifts, there are 9 spiritual gifts listed for us in scripture and we've subdivided the spiritual gifts into three separate categories. And uh, the reason we've done that is because we said that each one of those ca- uh, individual uh, spiritual gifts, when we categorize them into these various categories, it's because they all do something similar. And so we've identified, of the nine spiritual gifts listed for us in 1 Corinthians 12, the spiritual gifts, the speaking gifts, the revelation gifts, and the power gifts and um, the scripture that we use is in 1 corinthians 12 beginning in verse 7 the scripture says but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. And so we've split these uh, nine gifts into three different categories. The revelation gifts we said uh, all reveal something. And those uh, gifts are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and the discerning of spirits. And we've dealt with those uh, gifts in a previous series. The speaking gifts is is prophecy, diverse kind of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And we'll we'll deal with those gifts in a subsequent series. But all of those gifts uh, speak forth the word of the Lord. And then the power gifts uh, is the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and gifts of healings. And we said all of those uh, gifts display then the power of God. And that's why we categorize them together. And in this series, we're dealing with the power gifts. And uh, we're dealing with the very first of the power gifts in that uh, in this grouping, which is the gift of faith. And we said that that gift in fact could be uh, termed the gift of special faith all of these gifts of the holy spirit are supernatural gifts these are the holy spirit making himself manifest through the individual in one of these um, nine different ways and uh, they're all supernatural in nature there's nothing natural about them at all and so we started looking at the, the gift of special faith. Um, although the scripture says um, in verse 9, to another faith by the same spirit, we said that that word faith there is not pertaining to, and then we divided up faith. We, said, we said that scripture actually teaches us that there are in fact <clears throat> in the New Testament for the saints, for the church, there we have access to three different uh, levels or categories of faith. And the first category we said is our daily living faith. And that is because the Bible says, but the just shall live by faith. And that's what we're meant to, this Christian walk that we're meant to live by is a walk of faith. And we can only live it by faith. But the faith that we are to live by is in fact, we said the faith of God. That is a gift of faith given to each born again believer when they come into the kingdom of God. Um, Ephesians 2.8 says For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God and so the gift that it's referring to is the gift of faith that is imparted to the believer when we come into the kingdom of God and so each one of us uh, as born again believers receives uh, the gift of faith uh, from God the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ when we're born again and we all receive exactly the same measure of faith not one saint receives more, more faith than another for we said God has no favorites and uh, he shows partiality to no man and so God would be unjust to give one of his saints more faith than another. And so that particular faith which is our daily living faith, the faith that we require to live this Christian uh, life by, is given to each one of the saints uh, with the same measure. Each one of us get exactly the same faith. So the apostle Paul received the same measure of faith as I, Michael, received when I'm born again. He got exactly the same measure of faith when he was born again. Uh, none of, neither of us got more faith than the other one. Now, it is that faith that God expects us to grow in and increase our faith. Um, the book of Corinthians teaches 2 Corinthians that we can increase our faith. Uh, the book of Thessalonians, Paul talks about increasing our faith. And so the faith that we receive from the Lord when we're born again is the faith that we're meant to grow in. And that faith is given to us by God so that we can appropriate all the promises of God um, in our Christian walk, so that we can partake of the divine nature of God, so we can walk as God has intended we should walk. Now, our Lord Jesus, um, when He walked the earth, uh, He developed His faith to the point that he had his faith was on the same level as god the holy spirit um, and so it is possible for us as believers to grow our faith to the point that we can also walk in that level of faith i, I do not know of too many believers that actually um, operate at that level from time to time they do and i'm talking about consistently our, our lord walked in that level of faith nevertheless We as believers can grow in the faith of God. And the reason we can do it is because it is in fact His faith. It's the faith of Jesus. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ live in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. And so we said when Christ lives in us, he doesn't do it through our faith, he does it with his own faith. And so we have access to the faith of Christ and we can um, exercise that faith and we're meant to grow in that faith. And then we identified the second category of faith which is mentioned in scripture and that is the faith that pertains to the functional gift that each one of us receives from God. And so when we come into the kingdom of God, one of the things that are given to us is a gift from god in order in order for us to be able to function within the body of christ and so one who's called by god to be an ear is given uh, the grace of god and the ability and the faith of god to operate as an ear now if they try to operate as an eye they have no faith there because they're not called to function as an eye god has called them to function as an ear and so we said that When we're called by God to function in the body of Christ, what happens is God imparts to us his ability to operate in that functional gift that he has given to us. For God is not unjust, and so he doesn't tell us, uh, Mike, I want you to operate as an I, and then leaves me to my own devices to work out just how to do this thing he doesn't god doesn't do that when he calls me to operate as an eye he imparts his ability to me he imparts his grace to me so that i can operate as an eye and he imparts his faith to me for that function and so we said uh, pertaining to our functional gifts that each one of us receive different gifts for one is called to be an eye the other one's called to be an ear and so we function differently within the body of Christ. This is not enough, talking about our Christian walk as sons and daughters of God. Because there we're meant to uh, walk even as Christ walked. And we're meant to walk in love. We're meant to walk in um, righteousness and all of the things that Christ walks in. Um, that is uh, the Christian walk. But I'm talking about the function that we're meant to uh, perform in the body of Christ. That's a different thing entirely. And so when God called one to be an ear, the other one to be an eye, what he does is he imparts to both individuals the measure of grace they need to function in that um, function, and he imparts the ability and he imparts the faith they need in order to operate in the gift he has given to them. So, we said that one who has received the simple gift of prophecy as their function in the body of Christ receives less faith for that function than one who receives the gift of apostle for the body of Christ. Because the apostle needs a greater um, amount of grace. He needs a greater ability to go out there and plant churches, convert the unsaved and bring them into the kingdom of God and teach them in the things of God um, and uh, display the power of God through their ministries. And so God imparts to them a greater measure of faith for that function and only for that function. And so the the saint who has received the simple gift of prophecy receives the the amount of faith they need to operate uh, in that gift, and so they can't use their faith that they have for the simple gift of prophecy and say, well, I'm going to now walk as a prophet because they don't have that measure of faith, and the the the, uh, or the the apostle, because we said that those that that measure of faith is given at different levels, and in that. From that point god does impart different levels of faith to his saints purely for the function that he's called them to perform and then we saw in luke's gospel that the the lord says to whom much is given much is required so when an apostle for argument's sake receives a greater measure of faith than his brother who has just received the gift of a simple gift of prophecy because that greater measure of faith and grace is imparted to the apostle god expects the apostle to do a lot more in the kingdom of God, and for the kingdom of God, then the, the saint who has just been given the simple gift of prophecy. And so he's, God doesn't require that much from them. And remember, our Lord did speak about the, the, the talents. One to one was given ten talents, to another five, the another one, each according to his ability. But each one who received their level and their amount of talents according to their ability, uh, the one who received ten, it was res- expected of him to produce ten. And the one who received five, it was expected of him to produce five. And the one who received the one, it was expected of him to produce the one. So to whom much is given, much is required. To whom little is given, not a lot is required. Then, then that way God is still just. Because even though he has given the one saint more faith than the other for their functional gift, he expects the one who's received more faith to produce more. He doesn't expect the other one to produce as much. Um, and so that's how God remains just in this area now we said that when we receive our functional gift faith that faith cannot God does not allow that faith to operate in our daily Christian walk because then it becomes uh, an unjust thing again because again let's go back to the apostle we said the apostle receives far more faith uh, in this area than the, the saint who just has a gift of prophecy and so for the Apostle to be able to tap into his func- his functional gift faith for his daily Christian walk makes uh, puts him at an unfair advantage over the rest of his brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, because now he can appropriate the promises of God that much more easily because he has that much more faith in order to do so. Um, and so God does not allow our functional gift faith to operate in our daily living walk as believers. Um, he just doesn't allow that to happen. And we said that explains why you can look at um, uh, evangelists who have powerful healing ministries um, and who are used of the Lord and are quite easily able to get people raised up out of wheelchairs. When I say easily, they have the faith to do this. It's not, a, it's not something that they really have to strive for. You know, God has endowed them with this faith and they can um, be used of God quite easily to heal multitudes. But we see those same people becoming sick in their own bodies and dying early deaths. Now, the reason for that is because they never learned to develop their own daily living faith. And so when sickness attacks their own bodies, they um, have thought that they could use their functional gift faith, of gifts of healings and get their own bodies healed. And God says, no, that, that, I won't allow that. You need to develop your daily living faith just like all your brothers and sisters do. And so um, God does not allow our functional gift faith to operate in our Christian walk, um, because otherwise God becomes unjust in the area. And then we came to this gift of faith, which is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit as listed for, for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we said that this particular faith is in fact the faith of the Holy Spirit himself. And so this faith is unshakable. It, always produce results because it's God and so this faith is again as we said the, 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 the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in fact the, the Holy Spirit manifesting himself in these uh, nine different ways and he does that in this area through the gift of faith so when when an individual has this gift residing on the inside of them and the Holy Spirit then manifests it through them, well then it's the faith of the Holy Spirit that has been made manifest. And as I say, it is unshakable. It will always uh, produce the results that it's meant to produce. It's not going to produce anything else because God never fails and the Holy Spirit never fails in this area. And so we said uh, Christians get a, a bit wrong because a lot of Christians say, gee, if I only had this gift of faith, well then uh, everything would be great. I'll be able to do this Christian walk and God does not give this gift of faith, even the one who does receive this gift of special faith as one of the, uh, the nine gifts of the Spirit, they cannot use this gift for their own Christian walk. Um, God still expects them to use their daily living faith for their own Christian walk, because this faith, this gift of faith, will only make itself manifest if and when the Holy Spirit chooses we can't push buttons with regard to the spiritual gifts we do not push a button and we say all right now i'm going to prophesy and we just prophesy it doesn't work that way it's when the unction of the holy spirit comes upon the individual who has the gift residing on the inside of them that they can then step out and begin to prophesy according to the proportion of faith that they've received for their functional gift with regards to this gift of special faith it works in exactly the same manner there is no difference there And so, um, that is where we got to, uh, in the previous teachings, kind of brought us up to speed, but we did look, we said we wanted to now look at um, scriptural accounts uh, of this particular gift of special faith being made manifest, because it's always easier for us us to understand how the gifts operate when we actually look at uh, examples of the gift in manifestation, because then we can see exactly how it actually does work. And so we did look at the account of Paul when he was on the island of Crete. He was with Barnabas at the time, and they were preaching to a uh, um, proconsul and were teaching him, and, and he, it was a discourse taking place, but there was this particular sorcerer who was an advisor to the proconsul, and the sorcerer was trying to withstand the gospel that Paul and Barnabas were teaching and preaching. And so what happened is, is that and during that discourse that was taking place, the Holy Spirit came upon Paul and this gift, the gift of faith, was manifested through Paul. And what Paul did was he spoke to the sorcerer and he, he, he judged him straight away. And when he judged him, a uh, dark mist fell on that sorcerer and that sorcerer became blind for a whole year. And that was not Paul who did that. That was the Holy Spirit doing it through Paul, through this gift of faith and uh, that was the, the the terminology that was used in acts 13 verse 9 the scripture says then saul who is also called paul filled with the holy spirit looked intently at him and so the holy spirit came upon paul and he looked intently at the chap and then he pronounced judgment on him and obviously that's exactly what happened and paul was not um uh, there was no doubt when Paul made made that judgment call that would this was what would happen because that gift of faith had risen up in Paul and it produced what Paul spoke. Let's have a look at another account. So again, just look at the terminology from that passage of scripture that says, Then Saul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, Oh fool, and then he pronounced judgment. Let's look at the, another account and that's in Acts chapter 3, uh, beginning in verse 1. This is now the account of this gift of special faith being manifested through Peter's ministry. So we've had a look at an account of this gift of special faith being manifested through Paul's ministry. Now we're going to look at an account through Peter's ministry. And let's read it. The scripture says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And so look at the the wording again um, in verse 4. The scripture says, talking about Peter now, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. And so, what happens here is the, this particular um, cripple had been laid at this gate beautiful every day for the last 40 years. He was, well, maybe not 40 years, obviously not. He was 40 years old. Um, so, for whatever period of time, it would have been a long time that he'd been laid at that gate beautiful every single day, um, begging alms. And everybody knew him because he was a regular at the temple. Um, and so Peter and John had gone past this, this individual on numerous occasions um, and most probably most probably had actually given him arms from time to time. It's quite possible, in fact, it most probably is possible that our Lord Jesus himself also walked past this same beggar because it wasn't just a, few, a couple of months before, or actually a couple of weeks before maybe, uh, months would be better, um, when our Lord was going in and out of that temple uh, at the same time. So you know, the, all of the apostles had walked past this particular individual who was begging for alms. But something happens different on this particular day, and that is the, the gift of faith. The Holy Spirit anoints Peter with the gift of faith at that time. And the scripture says in verse 4, and fixing his eyes on him, Peter said, look at us. And so that's similar to Paul when the Scripture says, and when the Holy, he was full of the Holy Spirit, he looked intently at him. And so what happened is the this, the spirit of boldness. We can equate the, this this um, gift of faith, of special faith, with a spirit of boldness because the individual that the Holy Spirit anoints that individual, and in that moment, they are able by faith to perform miracles, because. There's just that um, unshakable faith that arises on the inside of them, that they can say what they want to that individual and that's exactly what is going to happen. And that's exactly what happened here with Peter. Peter was so sure that this person would rise up and walk, he actually pulled him up. Now, it wasn't the the lame person's faith. He wasn't expecting to be healed. He He was expecting Peter to give him arms. Um, As I said, it wasn't Peter's faith because Peter would, if it was his own faith, he would have done it days before, uh, weeks before. It wasn't his faith. It was the faith of the Holy Spirit. It was this gift of faith that was made manifest through Peter at that instant. And Peter was able to pull him up. Um, And when he did, then the power of God was released and this, this individual was healed straight away. And so that's how this gift of special faith works it only comes upon the individual as and when the holy spirit moves upon that individual for we saw right at the outset of this teaching that these gifts are manifest and uh, as the holy spirit wills it's not up to the individual to operate in it it's up to the individual to be open to the holy spirit to be used by him when he so chooses and when the holy spirit does come upon the individual well, then that person can walk in that level of faith and we, as we said, this level of faith is unshakable. It's, it's just, it just knows that what it says is going to happen. And that's exactly what did happen. Um, let's have a look at another account in Scripture. Um, we'll go back into the Old Covenant now. We'll have a look at um, two specific prophets operating in this gift of faith. Because the, we said right at the outset of the spiritual gifts that all, that seven of the nine gifts of the Spirit operated under the Old Covenant. Uh, two only operate under this dispensation, which is the gift of divers kind of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. That's a gift given only to the Church. But under the Old Covenant, all of the, the, the rest of the seven gifts of the Spirit all operated. And the two prophets that operated in the gift of faith more than others, maybe you know, Moses comes into the category, is Elijah and Elisha um, if you go look at their ministries they both operated in very powerful working of miracles um, uh, gifts of healings and demonstration of this gift of faith and so let's look at the passage of scripture and then we'll comment on it which is in 2 Kings chapter 2 beginning at verse 8 the scripture says now Elijah took his mantle rolled it up and struck the water And it was divided this way and that so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. They had come up to the Jordan River and Elijah took out his mantle, struck the water and the river split. And they walked across on dry ground. Verse 9. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I may do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said you have asked a hard thing nevertheless if you see me when I'm taken from you it shall be so for you but if not it shall not be so Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them and Elijah went up by whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried out my father my father the chariot of Israel and its horsemen So He saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. And so the, the um, prophet Elijah operated in the gift of special faith on a, on a, quite a, a consistent basis because he walks up and Elisha's with him. He walks up to the river Jordan and he takes off his mantle and he strikes the water and he, and the water part and he walks across. Elisha, who's with him, can't do that. The reason being is because Elisha does not yet have this particular gift operating through his ministry. Elijah does. Um, but it was nevertheless, it was still as the Spirit of, of the Lord will in Elijah's case. And we'll see that now when we look at the second example, um, because it looks like, well, you know, Elijah, he has this gift and he can just do whatever he likes when he likes. But that's not the case. And we'll see that, as I say, in the second example. But I wanted to look at Elisha in this account, because Elisha, receives the double portion of anointing from Elijah. Well, from the from the Lord, um, because he, he meets the conditions. And the condition was he had to be with Elijah when Elijah was taken into heaven. He met the conditions. He receives the double portion of anointing. And then he goes back to the River Jordan. Now, when he goes back to the River Jordan, that spirit of boldness comes upon him. And he is able to... He challenge, uh, challenges God, because in verse 14, the scripture says... And said, "This is it. Speaking of Elisha, where is the Lord God of Elijah?" So you know he's kind of just making a demand. And when he does, that's it. He strikes the, the river, and the river parts, and Elijah walks across, because he has now that same anointing. In fact, a double portion of Elijah's anointing. But he has that same gift of faith operating through his ministry, and he is able to. Now walk up to a river and speak to it and the river parts and he walks across. That's what this gift does. It has, uh, as I say, it has no uh, capacity to doubt that what it says is going to happen. It is unshakable because it is the 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 faith of the Holy Spirit himself that is being displayed through this gift. Now to just show you that this gift doesn't operate with the individual deciding it only operates when the holy spirit allows the individual to walk in it let's have a look at another passage of scripture which is in 1 kings chapter 19 beginning at verse 1 the scripture says and ahab told jezebel all that elijah had done and how he had executed all the prophets with the sword and so what had happened here is the day before um, Elijah had operated in the gift of special faith and he had challenged the prophets of Baal in front of the whole of Israel. He called everybody there. It was obviously all the elders of Israel whoever was in close proximity. Uh, with King Ahab was present as well. And he had challenged them. And he said, we're going to now sort out who in fact is God. And uh, if you go read the account, uh, they had to, the, the, the God who answered by fire, It would be the true God. And so the prophets of Baal had tried to call fire down from heaven through Baal and they spent the whole day shouting and screaming and cutting themselves and nothing happened. Elijah on the other hand he offers up the evening sacrifice and he calls uh, God to honor the sacrifice by fire and God's fire falls and consumes the sacrifice, the altar, the water, everything. And so Elijah then commands that the prophets of Baal be slain, um, and you know he kills all of the prophets of Baal, and that's what had happened here. Uh, and so what happens is Ahab goes back to Jezebel, who is his wife, who is the queen, and he tells her all that Elijah did. And so Elijah had been operating in this uh, powerful anointing the day before, and the gift of faith had been operating through his ministry, and here you know, he was able to do powerful things because of this gift of faith. But now look at the verse two of this passage. The scripture says, then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. She threatened to kill him. Verse three, and when he, Elijah, saw that he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. So this is the day afterwards. And so this is the prophet of the Lord who has operated in a tremendous degree of power and that gift of of faith being made manifest through his ministry the day before. But this next day, she He gets threatened by a messenger from the queen saying i 'm going to kill you because you killed my prophets now i 'm going to kill you." What does he do he doesn't step out in this measure of fa- gift of faith and you know call down fire on the messenger. No, he packs up and runs for his life. Why is that because the anointing's not there anymore because that gift is not being made manifest through him anymore, and now he 's gone back into Operating just like a natural human person operates, and fear takes hold of him, and he gets up and he runs. So, the point that I wanted to raise here is that, again, even in Elijah's ministry and Elisha's ministry, even though they were powerfully anointed by God and this gift was made manifest through their ministries, on a, a lot more than most of the prophets under the old covenant. We don't see um, the demonstration of power and miracles taking place through other prophets like we do Elijah and Elisha, if you go read the accounts in scripture. Um, But even though they had this gift, uh, the gift of special faith, that they could walk up to the Jordan River when the anointing was on them. And they could cause the river to split and walk across. They didn't have that all the time. And so if the Holy Spirit wasn't moving through them with this gift, well, there you go. They're They're in the natural and they get up and they run when they're threatened with their lives. And that's exactly what happened in this instance but the point is is that when this gift is made manifest through the individual when the holy spirit does um, manifest this gift of special faith through the individual then that's going to happen whatever the individual says that's what will happen paul said to the sorcerer you will not see for a season and a time a, a time being a year in, in, in biblical language and so for a whole year that sorcerer became right. Um, Peter, he pulled the guy up, um, you know, and because he, he just knew this guy was going to be healed, because that faith is unshakable. Uh, Elijah struck the river, it parted. Elisha struck the river, it parted. Um, Elisha challenged God. He said, "Where's the God of Elijah?" And so that that's the boldness. Remember, we said that this gift can be equated to a spirit of boldness. Um, a, a, um, a holy spirit boldness comes upon the individual. And they just know that they know that they know that what they say is going to happen. And in fact, that's exactly what does happen. But it only happens when the Holy Spirit manifests this uh, special faith through the individual. And so we said, um, this faith cannot be used in your daily living faith because it's just not going to work. You're going to get threatened and you're going to pack up and run because this faith is not there. You need your own daily living faith to deal with the issues in life. Um, this gift of faith is not going to be there for that purpose. This gift of faith is there when the Holy Spirit wants to make it manifest for his, his own purpose, so He can manifest um, Himself through the individual. And so the, uh, I hope you clearly understand through the examples we've looked at in Scripture as to how this gift works, in fa- and in fact it does work. Just one more account, we can just I'll, I'll briefly mention it. Peter, when um, our Lord was walking on water, remember, and they were on the the boat, and our Lord comes past the the boat, and they all cry out in fear. They thought they saw a ghost, and the Lord said, you know, don't don't be afraid, it's me. And so Peter says, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come to you on the water, and our Lord says, come. Now, when our Lord says to Peter, come, what happens is the Holy Spirit imparts to Peter at that instant the gift of faith, because Peter gets down out of the boat, and he walks on the water to go to Jesus. And so He's now operating in the gift of special faith that was not Peter's faith that got him to walk in the water. How do do I know that? Because the Bible says that when Peter looked at the wind and he looked at the waves, um, he began to become afraid and he began to sink straight away. And so our Lord catches him because he cries out to the Lord and he says, Lord, save me, save me. And the Lord catches him. And our Lord says to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And so... It wasn't Peter's faith that it was in operation when Peter got out the boat and walked on water. It was the gift of special faith. Now even, now we can learn from that lesson, even when the gift of special faith is being made manifest through the individual, the individual can still cut it off. If they um, take their eyes off of the Lord in that instance and look around in the natural and say, well, I, you know, I shouldn't be walking on water. That's what Peter came up with. He was walking on water. Because he had that that boldness. He just got out of the boat, started walking water. Without realizing, because that special faith just took over. But halfway to our Lord Jesus, he starts to look around and say, Actually, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. The moment he did that, he sank. And our Lord had to save him. But nevertheless, as I said, that's another account of the gift of special faith being made manifest. And I want to end off this um, particular teaching today with an account of the gift of faith being made manifest in, in my ministry. I, I, with all of the gifts of the Spirit, I try to give an account of um, an example of the gift being made manifest in my ministry. Now, it doesn't mean because um, certain gifts are made manifest in my ministry from time to time that I have that gift. Uh, that's not the case at all. But I, the Lord in His mercy has allowed me to kind of experience all of the gifts as I've go, done my walk with Him. And this gift has also been made manifest uh, in my life. So the account is, um, I used to play squash as a, as a, a younger chap. And uh, I was a, an average squash player. I was not a good squash player by any stretch of the imagination. But one of the chaps I used to play squash with, he was a league champion. He was a, a, a very good squash player. Um, he was an unbeliever. And I used to be friends with him before I became a, a Christian. And after I became a Christian, we kept the friendship um, and we used to play squash together. And it was, the this, 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 this squash game went along this wise that the most points I would ever get off of him would maybe be about three points in a game. On average, I'd maybe get about two points, but I think the maximum I ever got off of him was three points. And I think on that particular occasion, he just felt sorry for me and he allowed me to get one of the points. But the, the point there is is that um that was the, the the difference in level of game between the two of us league champion very very average maybe even slightly below average squash player now i used to enjoy the, the challenge of playing with him because obviously he, his game was so much better than mine um, that i yeah, i used to get a good workout we would come off the squash court i'd be completely drenched in sweat he'd be you know looking like he just walked onto the squash court because it wasn't an effort for him he was just such a good player but i got the exercise and that's what i kind of enjoyed anyway so we knew each other before we were saved i get saved he knows about it i witness to him i tell him about the lord jesus he listens and he's not really interested in fact uh, you know i just never got through to him but we carried on uh regularly we used to play maybe once a week on on average Um, our regular game and as I say I enjoyed the game because I got the exercise anyway one of these uh, squash games we're on the court and he says I need to tell you a joke so I said to him okay look you know I'm a Christian so is this joke right is it above board because if it isn't I don't really want to listen to it he said no 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 this this joke's fine Uh, it's not going to be a problem so I said okay tell me the joke he goes ahead and he tells me the joke the joke is completely below the, the the line, whatever. It, it, it was a dirty joke. It was not a good joke at all. And he bursts out laughing when he tells the punchline. Now, I, I, there it, it, it was no, nothing funny in, in, to me at all, because being a, a born-again believer, I'm just not into that kind of stuff anymore. So something happens which I find very strange, because what happens is when he tells me the joke and he laughs, I then say to I, I look at him And this is now not me again, no, this is now the gift of faith speaking through me. The Holy Spirit makes this particular gift uh, manifest through me. I said to him, "All right, you know I'm a Christian, I'm a son of God, and I don't listen to that kind of thing anymore. I asked you not to share that with me if it was going to be um, a below the line joke, whatever. I said, and you disrespected me on the issue. Now, because you have done that, because you have lied to me on the issue, I'm going to show you just how real God actually is. We're going to play this next game together, and I am going to beat you with a complete whitewash. You're not going to get one single point off of me in the next game because of what you have done in that you have now disrespected a son of God because he asked you not to do this. You went ahead and done this, and now you're going to see how real God actually is. Now, when I made that comment, there was absolutely no doubt in my mind that's exactly what was going to happen. It wasn't me, it was the Holy Spirit speaking through me. Now, when I said that, well, he was laughing at his own joke, but when I said that, well, then he really backed up laughing because, I mean, he knew my squash game and he knew his own squash game. And he thought, okay, now I'm told a better joke than he just told because, you now he's really laughing. So I said, okay, well, let's just play the game. And so we started playing the game and I got the first point off of of him, so he laughs some more, okay? I get the second point off of him, so he laughs a bit more. I get the third point off of him and now he's not laughing so much anymore. And the game progressed and he gets not one point off of me. I beat him completely, 11 love, it's a whitewash. By the end of the game, he is visibly shocked. He cannot believe what has just happened. He walks over, he shakes my hand, he says, God's real. He actually then went to church with me that Sunday. He never gave his heart to the Lord, but nevertheless, God showed up and God showed him how real God was on that particular day, as I say, he was visibly shocked with what actually transpired. Now, that was my faith, because had it been my faith, I could have used it and become the league champion. The very next game we played, two points off the guy, that that was it, we were back to our normal routine. That was the gift of faith that was made manifest through me in that instant. That was the Holy Spirit took over. I was fully assured that what I said was gonna happen, and in fact, it did happen, exactly like that. And it happened over a protracted time because you go play a game of squash, even living love does take a bit of time to get there. And that's exactly what happened. And so this, this gift of faith is very, very real. It produces the result, result that the Holy Spirit anoints the person to speak out. It'll happen because it's his faith. It is unshakable. It will always produce that result. And so that is this gift of special faith when it's made manifest through the individual and if you have an encounter with it you'll know what it means because you'll know lord in my daily living faith i get to that well then my daily living faith is going to be just an absolute breeze because then you're walking on the same level as the holy spirit's walking all the time and you're walking on the same level that our lord jesus walked on all the time that's why jesus could walk on water that's why he could turn water into wine that's why he could feed the five thousand. that's why he could do all of that stuff because he was operating in the, his faith at that level. And the Lord actually encourages us to develop our daily living faith to get to that level. We should all be able to increase and grow in our faith. But for one who encounters the gift of special faith, there's a hunger. Lord, I need to be operating at that level of faith in every aspect of my, of my life. And God encourages us to grow in our our daily living faith to get to that but that is the gift of special faith unshakable will always produce results why it's the holy spirit's faith being displayed through the person and it produces the results each and every time and we're going to close off the teaching on the gift of um, special faith on that particular point today we want to move across into the next of the spiritual gifts uh, the power gifts that is and uh, the next one we're going to look at is the, the gifts of healings. But we're going to close off the teaching on that point to Amen.